Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My mother-in-law, she doesn't listen to podcasts. She doesn't listen to anyone. But you should listen to Wrecking Celtic. Part of the Daily Wrecking Podcast Network. Subscribe to iTunes and Audio Boom. All right. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson and today I'm pleased to say we're joined by the Daily Record Sports, Michael Gannon. On today's podcast, we'll look ahead to another massive game for the Hoops and ahead of Wednesday's trip to Petordre, just how big a challenge did Derek McInnes' new look Aberdeen side pose? Is Moussa Dembele about to regain the number one striker role from Lee Griffiths? And after the weekend's Betfred Cup semi-final drama, is Brendan Rodgers right to wade into the referee criticism? So, Michael, looking ahead to Petaudry on Wednesday night, Celtic undoubtedly had the, the measure of Aberdeen last season. Six wins from six games, but uh, can you see the Dons posing more of a threat tomorrow night? I think definitely. I think this this is potentially Celtic's toughest match of the season. I think, um, for a start, Aberdeen on a good side, on a good run. They've had a nice little break. They've had 11 days since the last game. Celtic, this is their fourth game in 11 days. Um, so the timing of the, the match is, is, is tough for Celtic and um, maybe in Aberdeen's favour like I said Aberdeen are a good side they're settled they're new, the new signs have come in and done really well uh, I think Celtic have maybe uh, had a difficult run of games tough matches in Europe and at home I think this is, this is potentially the, the toughest match they'll face I mean, Celtic are now what 60 games unbeaten I think this is potentially the toughest of the lot of the 60 the 61 I think this could be their hardest game yet well that's saying something I mean, we, we did keep saying that every time they came up against Aberdeen last season they yeah. just kept getting the results but uh, you do get the impression it's, it's getting closer and closer but one of these days that the mental strain for all these big games is going to take its toll isn't it well I think I think there was evidence at the weekend against Hibs that, that Celtic especially second half once they got that lead I think they thought that the game was a reach for Hibs and Hibs fair play to them come back strong I think there were signs that Celtic were beginning to tire mentally and physically. It had to happen at some point. Um, there were only 62 hours between the, the final whistle in, in Munich and the kick-off at, at Hamden, so it would have been tough to, to get back in again. And now, on the back of that, we've got another midweek game at Aberdeen and Pataudry, which is going to be a really tough domestic game. So they have to keep going to the well. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers might have tried to shuffle his, his, his side tonight. Or what he might do is he might think, guys, give me one last push, and then maybe this weekend they've got Kamark at the weekend. Do the rest of you have done against Kamark twice this season already and won comfortably? So do they try and get through one more hurdle and then give them the weekend to kind of shake things up before Bayern, the Bayern game at Parkhead next next Tuesday? Yeah. So their games are coming thick and fast. So I think now is key about squad management and rotation. Um, but Again, Petodri, you need you need all the best players firing because it's a tough game. That's it. Well, if we just look at Aberdeen quickly, um, that is a different animal, isn't it? This season, the whole front line's changed. Even though Adam Rooney's still there and still top scorer, I think for them this season, 
Um, the changes Derek McInnes made in the summer are, are pretty stark. Do, do you think it's made them a better side? I don't know about better, but I think they've maintained um, their levels. I mean, I've been the second best team in Scotland for two or three years now, um, but they've had to change the, the entire way they play. Um, when when Alan McGinn and Johnny Hayes, they've got two guys out wide with pace uh, who can get out and hold the touchline, spread the play, get balls in the box. I would even predominantly about cross balls for three years, get the ball in the box to, to a Rooney. Um, whereas now, the way they play is slightly different because they don't have that blinding pace up the flanks. So Hayes obviously away, McGinn's gone as well. Um, Gary McKay, Stephen, a different kind of player. Uh, you've got another side, Stevie Mayer or Rooney, Greg Stewart. You tend to have now inverted wingers, not to get all... As our colleague Johnny McFarlane, <laughs> look at the kind of a bit, um, bit hipster. Know. But they play; they don't have out and out wingers. They've got inverted wingers who will cut inside. Okay. Um, so now the game's changed. That's an entirely different way of the playing now. Maybe run um, at them more than so to get to the line. They're, they're playing through, and they've also got guys like Ryan Christie, who's playing the kind of number ten behind. Yeah. Or um, I see, like I say, you still got May running up there, leading the line sometimes. Sometimes May through the middle. They're just playing a different kind of way now. Um, they have to try and play through teams rather than get beyond them at wide. Um, so it's different, but they, they, they listen. They've, they've kept it going. I mean, they're, they're, they're joint top of the league, nine nine wins out of eleven games. Uh, they've only covered defeats all season. One in Europe, one in the cup tomorrow, which is the one bad day of the, the season, really. So they're strong. I mean, this is a, a right, right tough test for Celtic. Yeah, well, we've well, mentioned the threat Aberdeen pose there. Um, uh, certainly in the attacking areas, of course, they won't be allowed to play Ryan Christie tomorrow night. So that's possibly a blessing for Celtic. But uh, suggestions that Brendan Rodgers might be tempted to go to a back three, especially with the defensive problems he's got at the moment. Well, I, I think it's it's all about personnel, really. I think and guys like Dedrick Boyata, just coming back from injury, they've played a lot of games recently. I say four games in 11 days a lot for these guys. But options at the back don't have um, Joseph Simonovic out injured again. So... That, that back line is going to be makeshift no matter what so do they play Kieran Tierney in a back three with Beaton and and Boyata do they give Boyata a night off who knows they've, they've got a lot of options there um, despite having a lack of kind of centre half which I've been told to stop mentioning because <laughs> I keep going on about it okay, not by the centre half but uh, <laughs> I've been saying it since, um, since July to Celtic not just stuff. you Michael I, don't I, know. Think. I think I, I said it back in pre-season when Boyata was injured I said to run the noise, you buy a centre half. No, it'll be fine. Mm. We still see it now. Aye. Um, is he not going to admit he should have? No. no. Okay. Let's not. Let's not <laughs> well, go in there. fairness, I think I think Brendan Rodgers knows that more about the game than, than I do. <laughs> well, but, um, yeah. Snap. Snap. And paid accordingly. <laughs> well, let's go to the other end of the park then. Uh, big question: Is it is it time for Moussa Dembele to come back in? Do you think he's close? He's knocking at the door. Certainly, his recent performances coming off the bench. How close is he to regaining the number one striker role? Do you think it's Celtic? You've got to think after after Saturday's two goals off the bench, looked really sharp, looked hungry. You've got to think he's he's, he's worth a, a run now to, to really build his fitness. Um, also, I, I don't think it'd be a bad thing for, for Lee Griffiths to have a little break as well, because I mean he's had to put in some serious shifts for club and country. Yeah. When you look at the double header for Scotland, well, I think it's since then is is a thankless task. Tired looking. Since, I think he looked, looked, looked a bit jaded. Even Saturday. I thought he looked as though the kind of a hard shift in Munich mm-hmm. up against World Cup winning centre halves and big physical guys who, who knocked him about kind of all, all evening. Yeah. A tough old thankless task up there. So I think I don't think it would do him off a lot of um, a bad to take a wee break for a couple of, for maybe a week or two. Um, but I think Dembele now is is back 
and he looked he looked back in business at the weekend I think so yeah. I, I run the team do him pretty good as well um, that's got to be quite exciting for the supporters really isn't it but, but you, you forget I mean, Dembele's almost kind of drifted from people's minds because he hasn't really featured now since m- March oh, so March April this season yeah um, I mean he popped up at the start of the season before he kind of broke down um, so people have not really people have maybe forgotten not forgotten but it's memories have faded I mean, remember Dembele this time last year was you know, unstoppable in Champions League scoring goals against Man City and uh, Mitch and Gladbach he, he just looked the business um, banging them in he scored 32 goals up to the end of March Yeah, uh, it's incredible I mean it would have been player of the year last year had they not been injured for the last when the voting came round yeah. <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> if you're out when they're the voting you're in trouble uh, but he would have been player of the year by a mile I think had they kept going um, so that's the kind of quality that number that Last January, there were talks about bids of oh, 25, 30 million quid coming in from. 40 million from was quoted, wasn't 40 it? 40 million was mentioned at one ah. point with some people who were um, excited, more excited than others. <laughs> but that's the kind of market, I mean, the 20 million pound plus market we're talking about there. Um, I think if they stayed in, clear that that would continue to the summer. So if that kind of quality come back, it can only be good news for Celtic, maybe bad news for everyone else. But um, if he can get recapture that kind of form, Kiefer is staying fit now. I mean, he's picked, he picked up two injuries back to back now. Yeah. Knock him out for six months, so he's got to stay fit. Uh, if he stays fit, then who knows? Almost maybe three strikes and you're out. I don't want to put it down on things, but either uh, folk are going to be looking closely at that hamstring, aren't they? Well, that's always the, always the way. But he's young; he's about twenty-one. Yeah, and he's quick. So the, that's what I've seen it for guys that are. I've been told guys that are quick. Never Aye. bless the pace myself. Oh, join the club. <laughs> I think that's why we both got stuck back in goals, Michael. <laughs> because I can fill them. <laughs> Uh, another player I, I, I could see Tom Rodgick coming back in tomorrow he was a hammer of the Dons last season wasn't he well, in the big games if he, if he did I think there'd be some Aberdeen fans who'd be hiding behind their hands I think because obviously he's the kind of scourge of Aberdeen of uh, last season uh, maybe everyone remembers his last minute winner at Hamden um, actually Aberdeen played really well that day I thought that was I mean the last 20 minutes I thought Celtic that day were it really lifted it and pushed himself over the line, but I thought Aberdeen were terrific that day, and it was really kind of cruel on them. Aye, um, but they were dead in their feet though, weren't they? They, they were, they were. But it, sometimes it just looks as though some maybe destiny they can't they can't stand in his path. But I mean, a second of losing a goal that that late in the game. Aye. But Rogic, he's got that quality, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, um, I, I he could be fresh. He's not played an awful lot. He's been a lot of travelling, mind you, with Australia. I mean, ah, true. He's these um, twenty-six thousand mile trips aren't easy. <laughs> um, Wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's not going in the back of a van, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still not easy. Um, but I would, I would expect to maybe see him get around as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on, uh, it was a pretty frantic weekend of bets for Ed semi-final action. Um, well done to Celtic for reaching another final. This was the first silverware Brendan Rodgers picked up uh, when he moved to Scotland last season. So they're back in the final, ready to um, fight to retain their, their trophy and possibly fight. They have to. Well, exactly. <laughs> that brings me on to my point. Um, plenty to say in referees, Brendan Rodgers, the weekend. Were, were you maybe surprised that he, he got involved after the Rangers Motherwell game? I was a bit surprised. I was there uh, on Monday when when it came up, and, um, and it wasn't something he was asked about. He was asked. We were chatting about his own matches, referee the the, the Hibs game, and he offered up this this um, opinion about the the game on the Sunday. Um, I think he's fairly horrified by some of the, some of the tackles and challenges and flying elbows and, and drop kicks and, and submissions and bloodbaths <laughs> and all that stuff. So I think he was um, taken aback by it. Um, listen, I think 
I mean, sometimes you're, you're in danger of looking in too much. Sometimes with Ben Rodgers, what he says, you think you're risking him all, all seeing eye, and he's, he's always always playing angles. And sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. I think in this instance, I think this is a little a little marker, a wee bit of mind games, going into the kind of next wee spell and the final, especially. Yes. A wee word to referees. Listen, keep an eye on this because I think last year. There's certain things that stick in managers' minds, I think, isn't it? Always, we always remember the referee gave that penalty kick three yeah. years ago. But Brendan Rodgers remembers uh, the Mullow forward, Ryan Bowman, Bowman. tackle on Kieran Tierney yeah. at Parkhead last year. Yep. And it's in his mind. So he's watching the game on Sunday and he sees Ryan Bowman catch uh, Cardozo with the, with the elbow. Whether intentional or not, we don't know. Mm. But it looked bad. But the first thing, Brendan Rodgers thinking, that's that so-and-so who did Kieran Tierney last year. So it's in his mind, I think, and he's maybe concerned. And he has concern before. He mentioned the Aberdeen Cup final, the elbow from Jaden Stockley on, on yeah. Tierney again. Yeah. And put him and it burst his mouth open, stuff like that. So he has, he has had a few concerns about a few challenges. More than more the fact that they've been going unpunished. The tackle from Bowman at Parkhead, that wasn't a booking. The Stock, uh, Stockley challenge at Hamden, the elbow wasn't punished. There was a throw-in given against Celtic at the time. And then this one with Rangers and Malo again wasn't picked up I think he's concerned that, that players are getting away with these things and think they can get away with it mm-hmm. and I think he's maybe put a bit of mind games to, to try and let the referees know that yeah. put, like, put a bit of pressure on the referees to make sure it doesn't happen in the final Aye uh, I think I, so. I'd agree with that and uh, fair play to him I mean it wouldn't be doing his job if he wasn't doing that but um, endangering lives really was it that bad uh, I, thought that was a, I thought that might have been a wee bit wee bit much um, I think he actually perhaps meant this football's their life and if you break somebody's career then career. that's their Aye. life I think maybe that was slightly lost but I don't know if that was maybe just a bit um, slightly clumsily put but listen if you're cracked in the face and shatters their, 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 their cheekbone or whatever or their skull and it's, you could argue it is but then it's a, it's a contact sport you could fall over and work ahead in the post but I Can't. think are you talking about your goalkeeping again? Oh, yeah. Man, that's the reason why I look at this. Headbutt in the post many times. But, um, no, I think, I think it, don't, it doesn't like, it didn't like seeing players looking like they've been shot. Aye. Um, whereas most of us watching the game were quite enjoying it. Uh, it was a good old thing, It was a bit of an old-fashioned kind of scrap. But Aye. you can see his point. You don't want players put in jeopardy. And you don't want talented, especially talented young players getting career-threatening tackles and all that stuff. That's, that's, these days are that long gone, yeah. thankfully. Um, so, but I think there was a bit of cardiology, a bit of mind games at work. In this again, one. I, again, I don't blame him for that, and uh, I certainly think Motherwell might have to tone it down a bit in the final now because any of that in the final, they're not going to get away with this thing. No, but then listen, we spoke to, to Stephen Robinson this morning, and he was armed with a, a array of stats to tell I us. I was that very the, impressed with what he said after It was great. Um, listen, he said that Motherwell are the, are the, the eighth behaved worst behaved team in the league there are seven teams behaved worse than them in terms of fouls and yellow cards aye um, PR officer's been doing his work last night was, um, hours he, oh, I think he was the burning the midnight oil looking through the stats <laughs> um, so and he, last night he said Bowman only picked up three yellow cards in 46 games it just so happened that Bowman's two high profile incidents he cements Kieran Tierney and then in the cup semi-final two big high profile flashpoints yeah. therefore it'd be a shame if he gets branded as a, as, a, as a thug or something like that but on the back of it but you can't you can't deny that there were poor challenges. Mm-hmm. That one Sunday, I thought was a shocker. Mm-hmm. Can't deny that. I mean, it, it might be the nicest lad. I mean, we keep getting told just smashing big lad, big quiet lad, which is fair enough. But that was a shocker. It was a, it, it should be a red card at the time. Yeah. Um, so highlighting it. If you don't want to get highlighted, don't be doing it then. So that's just, as, far, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. it was a bad one. Well, we'll speak more about that final nearer the time. But just just a quick word on it. Celtic Motherwell. Dude. 
do you think Motherwell will pose a problem or do you think this is Celtic going to stroll to the, the first silverware of the season I don't think Motherwell can play the same way they played against Rangers I thought they, play, I thought they were excellent against Rangers I thought um, well, second half first half was Ichi Pichi second half I thought they, they really done a number on, on Rangers um, and we could talk about the physical aspect and all stuff. not just about the physicality because listen Rangers are no shrinking violets yeah. I mean, even that game as well I mean there was a few little Louis Malt walked off with stitches in his eye didn't he and that was Cardoso I don't know how it's I mean it's a bit like I said about house uh, albeit he lost his shape the last 15 minutes he, he could look like a man who was just charging around trying to hit anything that moved aye um, because it, that came the game was slipping out of control and the frustration was bubbling over um, but he's not shrinking Violet and that's Cardozo he, he's involved as well mm-hmm. um, but I don't think Mullow can play the same way against Celtic I think Celtic the way they keep the ball I think it was difficult for Mullow to, to play that way because I mean, Rangers are quite direct and it plays it in all Mullow's hands Celtic aren't direct they'll keep the ball and they'll, they'll maybe wait for gaps and I think they'll maybe try and exploit them so I, I can't see Mullow listen they're there that they're merit and they're beating Aberdeen and Rangers on the way, they're done it the hard way, so fair play to them. And I think they'll give Celtic a really good game, but I think Celtic's quality on the big pitch at Hamden, I think we'll we'll, we'll tell in the end. Yeah, yeah. Um if Motherwell are to stand a chance they'll have to look towards our talisman Louis Moult. Now I know we've spoken about this before, Michael, a couple of months ago. And um Louis Moult will be leaving Motherwell, whether it's in January or next summer, who knows? But we I remember we both agreed on this, but wouldn't it be worth Celtic taking a wee punt on him as a, another option up front? Ugh, maybe not now. Maybe not now. Um, I thought at the time, I thought in the summer when you've got Dembele and Griffiths both struggling for various reasons, I thought it looked a no-brainer. I mean, yeah, that time you could probably got him for six, seven hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of money, but not in, in the grand scheme of things. Um, I thought he'd be a, a good acquisition then. Cause I think he's quite a quality finisher, quality player. Um, he saw it on Sunday I mean second goal was nah, sensational pinpoint wasn't it um, it's been, we've been doing that for, for t- nearly three years now yep. uh, in fact he's been doing that all his career I mean look at his record his score record's been great everywhere he's been mm-hmm. albeit at a lower level um, but so, it's 18 goals for two seasons in trot and that's him in 10 now so like yeah. you say it's undoubted he's finishing but we just think that ship sailed I, th- I, I think that ship sailed in terms of Celtic yeah. um, I think the ones that maybe we kicked themselves maybe the Rangers aye um, I mean, I look at you look at what Rangers have bought, and you think for seven hundred thousand, you look at Pena, two million, Herrera, another million or so. With that money, even better spent on somebody like Holly Moult, who you could have got for a song in relative terms. Yeah. Um, so I think they may be the ones. And, they, and let's say Pedro Casino admitted he was on the list, which it would have been because he's one of the top scorers in Scotland. But it was passed over. Um, maybe that's the regret from from that end because they're struggling to score goals. But Celtic wise. I don't see it wouldn't be getting beyond Griffiths and Dembele no no but um, even for Premiership games where they're wanting to maybe rest the yeah, two well they brought, they brought on Edward now from PSG nah, nah. there as well Hodgson uh, uh, sorry um, so I, I don't see where he fits in to January yeah um, so I think that ship sailed maybe maybe not really Celtic style of player either no I don't know if he'd fit into that right well, one point that came up in the aftermath of the Bayern Munich game uh, last week was Charlie Nicholas speaking on television and uh, Celtic were well beaten by Bayern I don't think anyone would uh, deny that and Nicholas former Celtic striker seemed a bit uh, brassed off and, and said Celtic really needn't to break their structure now and splash out and, and stop what was his words he used stop buying in the cheap uh, or 
the danger is they could lose Brendan Rodgers through boredom. Um, if they're wanting the challenge and maybe get to the next stage in Europe, they, they need to start pushing the boat out to maybe sign the likes of Patrick Roberts rather than take them on loan. What would you think of that? I don't know. I can I can see where, where Charlie's coming from. I mean, at some point, managers managers live on adrenaline. When managers, as we all know, managers they're, they're they're fairly bonkers. Managers when they're adrenaline junkies, they live for that that thrill on a Saturday afternoon of the unknown and the changing things and the thrill of the win. Um, at some point, if we, if Brendan Rodgers keeps on winning every week, that that kind of feeling is diminished. There is times there have been games even this season. Um, when you think this game's a formality before the kickoff, and it's almost that sense of waiting for the first goal and that's it, game's over. Yeah. So he's, he's not getting the same thrill you get if you're standing on a touchline and one you know, week you get Tottenham, next week you get Man City, next week it's Chelsea, next week's Liverpool, next week's uh, Man United. You don't get that same that same nervous um, adrenaline rush, I don't think. But then you do get that in the Champions League. That challenge is even greater for, for Celtic. Mm. Uh, I think I think he's a content man. I mean, we talked to him on a regular basis um, and he's, he's content with his life just now he's happy with the lifestyle up here he likes the, he loves the job he, he's got a kind of vision for the club which is they're really bought into um, I don't think he's in a hurry to be honest I mean I think there's going to be at some point an interesting phone call yes um, but I don't think when I seen there was television pundits talking at the weekend about Leicester City forget it mm-hmm. he wouldn't touch that with a bars pole Everton Everton Likewise, don't see it. No, uh, I don't see it. Um, Rogers is—he's managed. He plotted his career quite, quite cutely. He may obviously managed at Swansea, mid-ranking Premier League team, but he back to that level again. Don't know, I don't think so. Liverpool, the top end, that area. Maybe that's the area maybe we look at um, abroad. I think if, he, if, a, if a top four or five team in England, a top six even. Come, come chat the door from. Then maybe it's an, an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man, you, Man City, Everton, eh, not Everton, sorry, um, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, not going to come back again. Tottenham, yeah, right. that kind of. Are they going to one chat the door? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've mentioned before, England job. At some days, going to manage England. I'm convinced of it. Yeah, if they come next summer, it might be an issue. But then again, maybe too soon. He's quite young. Um, so you're only looking abroad that may be interesting because if a good job abroad came up then I think he would maybe at that point but even then he's quite content at this stage in his life he seems quite happy he's, he likes the job um, he's not in any rush he's not He's not looking I think when he was a young man he was climbing the ladder as fast as he could um, didn't work out well Liverpool did really well I mean, his record looks better and better by comparison as the weeks go on now with Jurgen Klopp as mm-hmm. people start to kind of get a bit, a bit um, suspicious of that record so it, it does look it will be a man in demand at some point. If he keeps this up at Celtic, somebody's going to come and make the interesting phone call, but it depends where it is. I don't think he'll go to a mid-ranking Southampton, Leicester, Everton. I think it has to be something really stellar sometimes when you think about it. Yeah. No danger of getting bored then. Uh, just on, on that topic, he's, he's not bored with Scottish football quite. Well, he's not at the moment. I say, it could, listen, it will happen and it happens to... I mean, not so much bored, but... Um, it, 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 there is... We can go patterns of they play four times a season sometimes six times a season so eventually it might be a, it might be a shelf life I think usually Celtic managers or Rangers managers have to give them the chance after three or four years they get a bit jaded of the whole thing and then they think we'll try something new so that might be the natural cycle anyway Yeah. Um, but I don't think it, I don't see it maybe happening at any time that soon 
Um, but then again, this is October, November, December. This is the second season, so many famous last words. <laughs> that phone call might arrive sooner rather than later. Well, let's finish off where we started then, take a trip back north and ahead of tomorrow's game at Petodre. Rogers was full, he always is full of praise for the, the job Derek McInnes has done at Aberdeen. Maybe a wee bit of mind games again, but um, he was tipping McInnes for the, the Scotland job at, at the weekend. He said it'd be a great appointment. Yeah. You think there's old mind games coming in again? I don't think it's mind games, it's just common sense. Yeah. Derek McInnes is the best domestic manager in the last four or five years. Of course he's should be the, in the frame for the Scotland job. Too early for us, like Rogers and maybe England. I think it's too early for, for Derek McInnes. I think he will do well be that, that job uh, one day. I think maybe another job he might be in the line for at some point, in the line rather than Scotland job. Because um, he has done a terrific job at Aberdeen. I mean, yeah. look at the, we talk about budgets, we're obsessed with budgets in this country, but the money used to use Aberdeen to get them where they are and keep them where they are. Had a great job, um, I think. So it's, it's naturally been linked with he'd be somebody's pick for Scotland. They should be, they should be in the frame for Scotland, but it's too early for for Derek McInnes that job. Yeah. Um, well, we've mentioned how big a game this is tomorrow. It's uh, what do you think Brendan Rodgers will be saying to his players? This, this is a chance just to set down the marker. As if anyone needs it, that hey, you're still number one here. You're chasing us. I think that's. What, I think the message will be just one last domestic push. To get this, like you say, get the marker down uh, and get that cushion at the top, um, and then you might give a few boys a weekend off Aye. before Bayern, because Bayern Munich are coming next week. Yeah, um, and he needs to have these players full capacity for that one because that's heck of a tough match again, Aye. as we saw it in Germany. There, they're um, not too mess with. So yeah, one last push. I think is the message that Petrovic. Do you have Celtic much a chance next week on home territory against the Germans? No. Who have they lost now? Thomas Muller out now. Yeah. They're falling like flies. Yeah, I, I still think. <laughs> you know, I was there last week. They're just. They look as though they're back in business. Yeah. They're a good side. They've got a lot of um, dangerous players. So I, I just think it looks another tough one for Celtic. But listen, they keep the old cliche, I never know at home. Um, I think they'll give them a better game than they gave them. I don't think he played well in Munich. No, they were um, never at it for, for, all the the, for all the talk about. They won't change the way they play and all that stuff. I tell didn't go all attack against Bayern Munich. They just got played around and Aye. I think the, um, the dominant team won. Aye. So it's, t- it's a big ass next week, but yeah. they need to be ready for it. And I think this game is a, a tough game in between times. Yeah. Oh, well, as we said, the big games keep coming. But uh, Michael, that's all from us this week. Thanks again for joining us, mate. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday by 4pm. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. I'm on Twitter at Doonhamer79. Michael? You on Twitter these days? Uh, yeah, I think so. Sure? Just, uh, still at Michael Gannon, nice and easy. Oh, there we go. Don't hide behind any any fake names That's or uh, false profile pics and all that stuff. That's Good on you, mate. Good on you. If only there was more like you. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe at iTunes or Audio Boom to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please leave a wee review and rate us on there too. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>